Ladies, gentlemen, geeks of all ages, you are now entering BJ Shea's Geek Nation. Welcome. Welcome to BJ Shea's Geek Nation. I'm the Reverend Fuego. Across from me is Vicky Barcelona. Hi. The show's namesake, BJ Shea, is on assignment. The run of the boards is Joey D. Hello. And Joe, get ready, because you're going to talk about his dark materials. I'm strapped in. I know that we've talked about it before with BJ, but I'd love to get your opinion on stuff, because there's a lot of the times where you sort of defer or, uh, you know, don't really agree with BJ. Will you get happy Joe or grumpy Joe? Excited to find out about that. We'll get some Star Wars news about a new series coming out. I will run down all of the upcoming Marvel projects. And uh, hey, if you can prove that you have superpowers, you can actually win some money. Ooh. Mm-hmm. And of course, the geek she with Vicky B. Vicky, how can people get a hold of us? Get a hold of us via our website, bjgeeknation.com. It's got our <laughs> blogs, podcasts, and more. More. Or just, you know, search for BJ's Geek Nation on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Radio.com, and iTunes to find us. All those different things that you can do and uh, interact with all of us. You know, do what you want to do. I mean, I'm not your boss. Do but what you want to do. We do love to hear what you think about, whether it be fan theories that Vicky has talked about, which we haven't actually talked about that often, so I'm kind of happy about that. Hmm. Or, uh, you know, just other different things, movies that you've reviewed, things that you like, things that you feel the Geek Nationals should learn about. One of these would be His Dark Materials. Joe, uh, BJ did review this, and it was, oh, what is it? Oh, the the the, the, oh, the Magic Compass? No. Uh, the Golden Compass. The Golden Compass. I knew there was a compass involved, and there's probably something cool about it. I'm giving you a 50% on that one. Yeah, right. Thank you very much. I was still feeling. Um, but this was the series that it was based off of. So His Dark Materials has a couple of seasons out at this point in time. Uh, how deep have you gotten into it? I am three episodes of the seven in. Okay, all right. So um, how are you feeling about this? Because BJ really did enjoy it. I'm going to tell you, I wouldn't normally bring up a show I'm only three episodes into, which means it's got to be great. Okay, yeah. all right. That's going to be like, or oh, I hate it and I'm never watching it again, flush it down the toilet. So I'm shocked because the first season of this show wasn't bad or anything. Mm-hmm. It was good. It was a fantasy show. I thought it was, you know, the story was a little here or there, but great CGI and great acting. But this season has been amazing. They just jumped ships kind of on the fantasy element. Like, it's still there, and they still do stuff, but it's right. not... Uh, the main character, Lyra's not in that world anymore, really. She's more in a the real world. Oh. Yeah, because she opens her f- quote-unquote father, for what we know right now, yeah. at the end of season one, opens a portal to a bunch of different worlds. And so she goes to the portal to find him, and she finds herself in this random uh, world. She doesn't know what it is. There's no one there. There's no one around. She meets a dude... He also came from a different portal. That portal would be to our world, essentially. Oh. So she follows him back to the regular world. So now we're in the regular world, essentially. Oh, it's like when Mario ended up in uh, New Donk City. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> kind of, actually. <laughs> but So uh, they follow, he follows, she goes through. They end up in the real world. And I'm like, I don't know how this is going to go. We've been following attack bears and, you know, yeah, right? witches this whole season, our last season. But it turns out it's really cool because she has a device that lets her kind of, well, pretty much cheat the world by asking it a question and always getting a truthful answer. So she goes, you know, nice. what do I need to be doing? Who do I need to be helping? And, of course, it's one of those kind of like monkey. It's not really a monkey paw, but it's one of those things where just because I tell you what to do doesn't mean it's going to be good for you. <laughs> you know, like, Joe, you should go to the gym. Well, I don't know if I want to go to the gym. But <laughs> yeah, right. So uh, she goes through and she's been using it in these first three episodes. And she, and dude, I'm not even kidding you. She goes to meet a physicist to talk about dark matter. 
And I'm like, what is going on? Whoa. Right? And so this went from fantasy to sci-fi like real quick. Yeah. And and I'm not going to spoil anything, so I'll leave it there for you. But she's going on this adventure, like actually scientifically explaining what's happening in her fantasy world. Whoa. And it's mind boggling. I had no, I would never have thought this is where the series was going to go. Yeah. And so I'm three episodes in and I'm hooked and a bunch of stuff is happening. There's three different worlds now that they're interacting with. And stuff in the regular world that she's from is going bonkers because the church is fighting the witches. And they in the first episode, spoiler alert if you haven't seen it, they bomb the crap out of the witches. Damn! After the witches murder their president, essentially. All right, well, that makes sense then. Dude, it's it's awesome. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. Because in, in the first season, it's kind of more of a kid's show where there's more kids involved besides Lyra. And they follow her. But nope, all gone after this. Wow. So, so it's like, here's the lead in. And now, here we go. Just boom. Just, oh, wow. Go nuts. Right. And so for the first time in my life, I actually think BJ's undersold a, 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 a show. <laughs> because normally, you know, I fight with him. But, you know, I wish I had watched it originally when he did. So I can't wait when he's back in. We get to talk about something we both enjoy again. That'll be amazing. I'm very excited to see all that, man. Like, uh, I'd love to hear other people's thoughts on that. But the way you're selling it, I hope you're not overselling it. Because I'm going to watch the first season and then I'm going to get into the second season because I feel like I need all of it. Oh, it's, it's I can't wait to finish it. It's only seven episodes, though, Ref. Okay. I want more. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me know after you've gotten through the seventh episode and feel how satisfying it was or not satisfying. Depending. Will do. HBO Max. Perfect. Uh, Star Wars The Bad Batch. You may not know about this, but it's an all-new animated series from Lucasfilm, and Disney Plus has officially revealed the date where it will be premiering. May the 4th be with you. Uh, uh, that's a, a special day for more than one reason, isn't uh, it, Rev? Well, first off, it's Star Wars Day. Of course. And it's my birthday. birthday. I've got the geekiest birthday ever, and I totally meant for that to happen. You win. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, if you don't know what Star Wars The Bad Batch is, it follows the elite experimental clones of The Bad Batch as they find their way through a rapidly changing galaxy in the immediate aftermath of the Clone Wars. Uh, members of The Bad Batch, a unique squad of clones who were who vary genetically from their brothers in the clone army each possess a single singular exceptional skill that makes them extraordinarily effective soldiers and a formidable crew the uh, the uh, troopers formerly known as the clone force 99 squad were first introduced in the uh, opening storyline of the clone wars season 7 acting as both a sequel and a spin-off to the beloved cg animated series the bad batch series will pick up shortly after the end of the war exploring the team's new existence as mercenaries and their struggles to find a purpose. So it'll be interesting to see what happens because after the Clone Wars, you have to deal with all of this. You uh, the clones aren't like you realize that the 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 Galactic Empire uses stormtroopers as opposed to clones at that point in time. And if you remember, like people like Finn, uh, he was essentially conscripted uh, as an orphan into the uh, whole group and like that. So they don't use clones. These are the little last bits of the clones. So it'll be kind of uh, interesting to see what goes with that. Myself, I'm pretty excited about it. Uh, I know that we've got uh, the other animated series. We have the Clone Wars animated series, and then there was the uh, other one, too. There's a bunch of them, different ones. So They have similar names, don't they? Yeah, and uh, that's how we're watching it chronologically in terms of uh, what's going on with that. We're like in like season two or three of the Clone Wars. Like It's really long, and uh, eventually we'll get to that, then in episode three, and then moving on and forward on all of that. Things don't go well for the clones in Star Wars. No! 
No, they don't. There's a lot of them, but they never seem to survive. And that was like one of the weird things, like when it comes down to it, like they use the clones, like the 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 Empire or the, you know the Federation beforehand, uh, before it turns into the Empire. They're using clones, and the other side, the Separatists are using the droids. And yet the separatists are the bad guys. Like the clones are like people. Like they're like specifically you like there's a whole like moral and ethical dilemma I have in my brain anytime I'm watching this. Because even in this animated series, like you see people, you know, or the clones getting killed and like the Jedi are just like, yeah, whatever, they're just clones, who cares? And I'm like, Jedi's, you're kind of being the bad guys here, I feel. Yeah, I remember when they're on Kamino and all the, the clones are eating together in the mess hall, and I'm like, they don't know what they're in for. Or maybe <laughs> they do. Like, they just, yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, and some of them, even in the animated series, are like, you need to do your job. We're bred for war, and this is what we do. We go out there, we do war, we die, and that's what we do. And some of them, like, defect. Like, there's some storylines where they do have that, and it's like, do all of them have that consciousness, or was that bred out, and that one just has, you know, a mutation? I don't know. It's kind of a weird sort of just, like, moral quandary that I always have watching the damn show. Yeah, I'll tell you, I never felt bad for the droids. No, not at all. <laughs> I hate those stupid droids. They're annoying. Of course, the wife loves it because of all the Roger Rogers and all that yep, stuff, yep. but I was like, those guys are <laughs> dumb The roly-poly droids. Oh, she loves the roly-polies, man. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> um, going back to some Marvel Cinematic Universe uh, talk, now in two days, we will be talking about what happens in WandaVision. Yes. We're not speculating on anything right now. All I'm doing is I'm giving you the rundown of the upcoming projects so you know what's coming up and what to expect. Um, right now, obviously, WandaVision just finished up. Next up on Disney Plus is Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and that will be March 19th, so just about nine days away, just a, a week and a few days. Um, that'll be happening. It's in post-production. Uh, Black Widow is looking to still be May 7th. Really? Yeah. Now, I haven't heard it get pushed back again, so as of this point, it's still going to be happening. I don't know if it's going to be theaters only or if they're going to do what they did with like Raya and the Dragon and have it be a release. Can I say that I was not excited for Black Widow, but now that it's been a full year and I haven't seen a movie in what seems like forever, I am pumped to watch that. Right? I know. It's like WandaVision did help get me back into the, like, oh, I need to, you know, they're, they have plans in the MCU. Uh, after that is Loki which uh, comes out June 11th, 2021. Um, and then Shang-Chi, which is July 9th. Uh, the What If series, which just is at this point still summer 2021. And, I mean, that one is like a whatever. You can kind of watch it whenever you want to. It's not going to really deal with any of those, uh, like, storylines. It's like, what if, you know, what if, uh, what was it, Black Panther becomes Thor? Or no, uh, Black Panther becomes uh, Peter Quill, Star-Lord. What? Yes. Oh, yeah, it's like crazy stuff like that. Is this like just speculative alternate yeah, dimension yeah, stuff? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like the what if is a it's completely animated, but it'll have the people's voices. Oh, um, and I think I don't know for sure if Chadwick Boseman was able to voice this it stuff before. Like, it looks like it. It was him. I hope so. Um, but yeah, it's so it's like all these just fantastical random things that possibly could never happen, or maybe these are all multiverse things. I don't even know. Ah, kind of like that, right? Um, the Eternals comes out in November fifth. Miss Marvel will uh, is filming right now, and they just say late twenty twenty one. Hawkeye, which again late twenty twenty one. Spider Man. 
is going to be way later. Uh, no, no, Spider Man, uh, no way. Is it No Way Home? No, no way, way Home. No Way Home is going to be December 17th, 2021. And that's the last thing that hits um, for this year. And then after that, next year, Doctor Strange, Thor, Love and Thunder, um, just a bunch more of other things like that. And so at this point for 2021, it kind of ends at the end with uh, Spider Man and uh, leading into all of that pretty excited when it comes down to it and i mean literally there's so many more other things like we got black panther 2 captain marvel 2 uh quantum mania ant-man and uh wasp uh, she hulk moon knight guardians of the galaxy 3 uh all sorts of things take my wallet now yeah secret invasion which will be a tv show iron heart which is riri who she is like the teenage, like I don't know, like 15, 16 year old girl who made her own Iron Man suit in uh, the comic books. So she's going to be having her own show. Um, gosh, even like Armor Wars, which will deal with like uh, War Machine and like all the different uh, Tony Stark armor, armor stuff. Blade eventually. Fantastic Four eventually. Apparently, I Am Groot is going to be its own show. Mm-hmm. I think like a little kid animated show, but I'm not 100% on that. And I think I heard that James Gunn was saying that we are never going to see a Groot again. Whoa, really? Yeah, like I think we're only going to be getting teenage or like maybe Angry young Groot. adults Groot maybe. Okay. Which I mean, we've already, we visited baby Groot, angsty teenager Groot, adult Groot. I mean, maybe, you know, slacker, a video game playing 20 year old Groot, but I kind of feel that's the same as teenage Groot at that point in time. So, well, like, he kind of, uh, he grew up a lot with uh, Endgame and Infinity War and stuff. Yeah. And like, like fighting, like, okay, I got to. And creating Stormbreaker out of his own, uh, his own arm, which was so cool. Cool and badass. <laughs> Uh, moving on from that uh, into the real world, real, real, real Ooh. world of superpowers. Uh, think about what your superpower might be, and uh, it might be you know these uh, you know maybe the the small boring superpowers, something like in Misfits. Uh, maybe unassuming, like, oh, I can control milk, and you don't understand how that works until I kill you with milk. Never thought I'd die that way. Yeah, right? Mm. Uh, but uh, there are plenty of people out there who do claim they have all sorts of powers, a lot of the times from seeing the future to telekinesis, things like that, you know. Um, but if any of them can prove it, they could take home a nice little stack of cash. Um, the Center of Inquiry Los Angeles has been running a contest and it's actually been going now for the uh, for a few years. So this has been going on for a while and no one's been able to claim it called the Paranormal Challenge. The rules are simple. If you can prove you have a superpower, you'll win a quarter of a million dollars. $250,000. What are the specifications on this? How crazy does it have to be? Like, because people, you know, can dislocate their shoulders and stuff like that and bend weird ways. But, like, do I actually have to be able to, like, move buildings or something? And that's the thing is I'm not quite sure. Essentially what they're saying at this, like, your superpowers can't be explained by science. Oh. So what they've said is they've had a ton of people from all over the world apply to this saying that they have the ability that can't be explained by science. Uh, but so far no one has actually been able to prove that ability. So it would be something like, I can fly and you see someone's like, well, David Blank can fly, and you're like, well, I mean, it's illusion, it's magic, uh, but not like uh, WandaVision magic. Right. It's 
Do you guys ever see Stan Lee's Superhumans, the documentary show? I don't. I, you watched it, though, yeah, right? Yeah, this was uh, back in 2010, and it was like Stan Lee was like, you can tell he just pre-recorded a bunch of intros and stuff for every episode. Um, and the host was a gentleman who was one of those crazy contortionists. Like, he would put his whole body through a tennis racket, like the one without the uh, Whoa. without the little uh, netting, if oh, you will. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I kind of imagine yeah. that. But <laughs> but he was able to, like, fit it over his entire, like, squeeze through the whole thing. And so he went around the world looking for people who claimed they had superpowers. It reminds me of, like, a Ripley's Believe It or Not for the Older kinda, Crowd, if kinda, you uh, yeah. remember that. Like, the one episode that I thought, like, uh, that came to mind that was proven as, quote, possibly real was a man who couldn't get electrocuted oh because when he was uh he grew up in india and he when he was a young boy he lost his mother and as a young boy he was super depressed and he became suicidal that he went and grabbed like an electric like an exposed electric wire that fell to kill himself and then he didn't die and he didn't feel it whoa and so he was like they've tested like everything and so that's he a can, superhero origin right there right so he couldn't uh, he i mean i'm sure he could get electrocuted if it's high enough but regular things that would hurt us don't hurt him wow and they there is a running list online of the people who have attempted the challenge some of the recent ones were a telepath who said he could project images into people's head and a man who said that he could make a top spin in strange ways on a table sounds very inception right there hmm. and even though they failed to prove their abilities like everyone else everyone who does enter has one thing in common according to the organizers quote 100 of the people they've tested completely believe in their own ability which i mean you have to believe in yourself before anything right. else to make that happen so that's step one yeah right you may, gotta manifest those powers um i don't know like i don't necessarily think i have any uh, unexplained powers. Uh, I do understand the um, exact moment when I'm watching someone, I'm telling them a story when they have checked out. Oh. Like I know that immediately. I can tell that. And I mean, my super villain persona is the black fog because I can create some of the worst uh, toxic gases you may ever know. And but yes, it comes out of there where you're thinking of, yes. Exactly. Yes. It's very explainable by science. <laughs> science. <laughs> uh, can science explain why my superpower is that I am the good luck Chuck? So oh. whenever I start dating somebody, <laughs> whether casually or long term, immediately after we break up within less than like a year would be tops, but usually less than six months, they are either engaged or got someone pregnant. Damn. Wow. Like almost every single guy. Damn. Wow. That's impressive. Yeah. I mean, so if you're looking to find that special someone, take me out. Now, Joe, I don't... it won't be me. <laughs> <laughs> now, Joe, I understand that uh, you might have something, but I feel that yours, if you had any superpower, might be your ability to affect probability. Oh. So maybe something like a domino or a long shot from the comics. And I'm basing this solely on the fact that how well and how good you are at Magic the Gathering and poker. Oh, you are 100% right, actually, Rev. <laughs> uh, there is an old poker fable, which is the poker gut instinct where uh, you will play a hand and even though you know you shouldn't do it statistically or whatever, for whatever reason, you will play it all the way to the end and you'll win. And I've had it happen. I, no joke. We're like, I'll be in a pot. Someone will make a move and I'll go, I shouldn't go all in, but I go all in and there it happens. And I win the pot and I sit there and I go, that is the weirdest thing, but it doesn't happen very often. <laughs> and you say, that's the weirdest thing as the person across from the table who just got sucked out on the river is like just tilting as bad as they possibly can. Oh, they're ranting, yes, about how bad usually <laughs> I play, which is okay, you know, that happens. Like, how are you, why did you call that? And you can't really necessarily say, well, I had a feeling.
Yeah, yeah, me and my friends would always talk about it. I go, the worst thing you can ever hear is when someone flips over their cards and go, you're going to lose on the river. I already know it's going to happen. Oh, geez. That's like the whole Sheldon thing. But he like he knew it like from like, I mean, because they were making fun of Magic the Gathering. He's like, oh, you did that? Well, this, 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 mm-hmm. this, this, this is going to happen. Because he just knows how it's going to work. But if it's just a gut feeling... No, it's like when the universe conspires to help you win. It's just one of those things where it, ne- it should never happen. See, I had a different idea for what his superpower would be. What was that? You have the ability to control people's emotions. Oh, gosh. Especially, and I notice this with your sister, because I'll be like, hey, you know what? <laughs> Whether she's drunk or not, usually drunk. Mostly. Maybe, uh, maybe <laughs> we should do this instead. No, 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 I'm like, I'm out. Joe, your turn. You're like, hey, we need to do this. Okay. I'm like, how? How? I think that's maybe just living with uh, uh, the insanity that is uh, both your uh, father and your sister uh, for Mm -hmm. uh, X amount of years. I'm very calm, so I do get that a lot. But if you want to know the one that really makes people angry is uh, pets, for whatever reason, love me. Like to the point where they like, I think it's because I'm so calm. They know like I'm not a threat ever. So (laughs) someone will always say, oh, my pet loves me the most. And then I'll enter a room and the pet will just jump off them and come right up to me and not leave. Oh, no, but I think the the part that cracks me up the most is that you're not a fan of that because you have allergies. Uh, That's another thing. Uh, They kill me. That's why it's so bad. You're so cute, but F off. I have allergies. That's like the best worst one right there. You're like, this is fun. This pet loves me but now i'm now going just to be you know dealing with all of the allergy stuff and i didn't believe it because for dogs it's kind of natural but cats usually cats don't really chum me up to people very no, easily no, no. but every time i go over to people's houses cats will literally like come out of like a bedroom look at me and then just kind of like slowly <laughs> walk <Friend>. over <laughs> and, and it's not just pets i just remembered the first time you ever met my baby brother he was what maybe six months Do you guys both i think met him at the same time yeah yep. little enough to where he couldn't crawl or walk but he was big enough to like notice faces and stuff and he like saw joe joe didn't even reach out to grab him he's like no i want that one he climbed <laughs> up on joe right and he was like i want this one and your dad was freaking out he's like don't drop the kid i will admit i kind of freaked out because he was climbing I mean, like a jungle gym. Yeah, he's like, like ah. I want to climb on this person. The only thing I remember from that was when uh, when I still had the full beard and he mm-hmm. touched the beard and it was like the sensory of like, I've never touched a beard before. Oh my God, what the hell he is like, this? He was like, shivers, huh? And you then know. he kept trying to like part it and like play with it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've had enough people play with my beard. I understand it. I'm fine with and, that. And like you, your instinct is to kind of like smush it together to yeah. kind of bring it into one. And he's like, no, I must part it like part the Red it. Sea. <laughs> 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 and then he's like, I got a jungle gym and I got a forest to play with. This is awesome. <laughs> I would love to hear what other people think, maybe what our superpowers are or what their own superpowers are. Uh, get us a uh, get us an email, BJ, uh, uh, what is our email? Geek Nation yeah, at gmail.com. Thank you so much. <laughs> BJGeekNation at gmail.com or hit us up on all the socials. I'd love to hear all that. But now it is time to get to The Geek Sheet with Vicky B. All right, Vicky, what's going on? So I gave you guys a break the last two episodes. You did? A break from fan theories. But guess what? That break's over. All right. Fine. We're back to (laughs) fan theories. Here we go. I love it because these are, uh, everyone has their favorite cult classic movie. Cult classic being like those weird, like the movie that maybe not didn't do so well, but then everyone just kind of loves. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, One of my favorite movies didn't really do that awesome in the box office would be Scott Pilgrim versus the Mm -hmm. world. And now so many people love it once they've also realized that how many like MCU uh, actors are in that movie. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Donnie Darko would be another one. Oh, gosh, yeah. Mortal Uh, Kombat. Dude, yes. I'm excited for the series coming up. Uh, but let's run down some of these. Okay. Um, everyone here has seen The Big Lebowski? Absolutely. 
Uh, so this fan theory is that everyone knows they're in a movie except Donnie in The Big Lebowski. Really? So Donnie is the only character who doesn't act like he's from another genre. And he seems clueless because he isn't trying to resolve the plot. And his death just throws the movie into disarray because it's unscripted and it forces Walter and the dude to acknowledge that the plot has no real meaning. <laughs> wow. I might have to actually go back and watch it under that lens. That's like one of my favorite things with the fan theories. Who who cares if they're right or they're wrong? Right. But if you like start watching a movie like that and you realize, oh, wait, okay, sure, why not? Now I, now I accept this as my reality. I will say, though, as I read these fan theories, the one that I'm sick of reading is the one... They were in a coma the whole time. They dreamt it. It's like, no, that's lazy. Shut up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, number two, it's super bad is a mirror of the Big Lebowski. What? Basically, the dude is the same as Evan, who just kind of shambles through the story. Seth is Walter, who is angry often and always trying to control the situation. Seth also always forgets, uh, always tells Fogel to shut the F up because Fogel <laughs> is Donnie. Fogel is the odd one out like Donnie and never seems to know what is going on. Further proof is that Seth actually talks about the Coen brothers in the movie when they are in the convenience store. Huh. Whoa. Hmm. Interesting. That wouldn't that wouldn't uh, be too surprising for me, actually, to think about that. Isn't it crazy? Like, Because you hear things like, uh, you know, Sons of Anarchy was supposed to be like Hamlet, right? Mm-hmm. That totally. kind of a thing. But like to think of like the big Lebowski is like becoming right, yeah, that, it's the blueprint like, of something else. That's, that's oh, it's weird. Been out, it's been out too long. I'm getting old. I am McLovin. <laughs> Just my favorite line from almost any comedy. Oh my god, uh, have you? I'm pretty sure Rev has. But have you seen the Rocky Horror Picture Show? Oh my god, yeah, I have actually. Have you seen it like in person? I had no idea what it was, and my friends sat me down when I was like 17 to watch it. Okay, okay. And the only thing I thought was. How do you come up with this? Like, where is this? How did, how did you just, what? You know, because that's what you think the whole time. I want to hear this fan theory because Rocky Horror is amazing. And uh, when you could still go to theaters and do like the live production mm-hmm. stuff. And when those eventually would come back to the small theaters. There was one in Tacoma called the Blue Mouse Theater that would do them once a month where you could go dress up and act out the scenes. And it's one of those interactive movies where you're doing stuff, throwing toast in the air and like doing all sorts of crazy things. So I'm interested to hear what this fan theory is. And this person's like, this is my personal headcanon. It's a Redditor, Starcat86. That Frankenfurter is the criminologist in the Rocky Horror Picture Show. So the criminologist always has and will always be the previous Frankenfurter. So every time they do the time warp, <laughs> it creates sort of a time loop where after Frank <laughs> dies, the area where the castle blasts off restarts and he is reborn as the criminologist. This starts the time warp again with the next generation. Hence why he has so much information regarding the story he already lived it. And also why they always do the time warp again. It's an infinite cycle. And uh, also kind of stands to reason how when they did the live action musical, uh, like on NBC or something Uh like that, that Tim Curry, Dr. Frankenfurter from the original one, was the the narrator, the criminologist Mm -hmm. in the other one. And I mean, it was a cameo, but if it's like, this is my headcanon, that just leans right into that. That show gave me nightmares. (laughs) As it should. It just, I I don't know, it just really creeps me out. (laughs) I love it. Sorry. Uh, Number five, Donnie Darko exists in the Matrix universe. What? Is it just because it... (sighs) All right. right. I mean... I need explanation. I don't get it. Are you ready? I'm trying to figure out how... And okay, here we go. Here we go. 
So both begin their journey by following a rabbit. Both are Jesus' allegories, and all of Donnie's powers are more or less in line with what the One is supposed to be capable of. Grandma Death is a program like the Oracle. Frank may also be both a program and a plugged-in human. The AI Frank took that form in order to teach Donnie what steps to take to carry out his mission. The act of seeing one's own channel may be Donnie's way of interpreting the Matrix code. Neo only saw code because, as a hacker, that would be familiar to him. So Gretchen has parallels with Trinity and even brings out the same decisions in both protagonists. Also, Living Receiver is an apt, uh, is as apt a title for the one as anything. Uh, yeah, I mean... So that, basically, he's his own Neo in his own version of the Matrix. Well, and I mean, okay, I can kind of, sure, like, all right. But I mean, it's just, it's a whole time. It's First off, Dunning Dark Knows is, is a mess of a movie. Um, but it's I a also, time warp. What? It is. It literally <laughs> is. And it's all, it's all about, like, time travel and all this really ridiculous stuff. And it was one of the first movies that I watched understood none of it, had to get all of my information from people speculating, again, more fan theories online, and then going back and rewatching it again. Like, you can make all sorts of fan theories for that one, and so I'm a little less likely. I mean, I like both movies, but I'm not really feeling that one. Almost had me with the whole rabbit thing, but I, yeah. yeah. I haven't seen Donnie Darko in The Matrix in, for, in such a long time. I don't, I have no idea. It's like, I can't really say yes or no. Uh, number 10, I'm skipping forward a little bit. Pulp Fiction okay. is a prequel to Reservoir Dogs. Oh, see, I figured it would be maybe not so much a prequel, but at least I know that it's in the universe. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, all of them because are in the Because it's, it's basically the, 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 the Tarantino the, universe. Yeah, yeah, totally. So uh, how do they consider it a prequel? So Pumpkin, which is the guy robber. Yeah, yeah. Is in reality an undercover cop named Freddie Neuendijk. Okay, yeah. His assignment is to befriend Yolanda and pretend to be an armed robber. At the coffee shop, he is there to intercept Jules and Vincent, the coffee shop being their regular place of choice for breakfast. And Freddie wants to obtain the briefcase, which contains key evidence, possibly diamonds. After Pulp Fiction, Freddie's next assignment is to go undercover as Mr. Orange within Joe Cabot's gang. And the gang plans to steal the very same diamonds from Pulp Fiction. Freddie's two nicknames, Pumpkin and Mr. Orange, are a clear hint that they are the same person. Now, to, to that point, I would I would flip flop them. Like I would say, Reservoir Dogs would be the prequel mm-hmm. to uh, uh, to Pulp Fiction. Not only because they were released chronologically that way, but also like if you're going with that allegory with the diamonds, the diamonds in Reservoir Dogs. Here we go, big nerd time. Um, is they're being they're being brought to a diamond uh, uh, distributor. So it's a jewelry shop that is getting the diamonds. Means mm-hmm. those are through, I would imagine, legitimate ways. So those diamonds were being stolen by these criminals from the legitimate source, thereas later on, maybe Marcellus Wallace gets those diamonds, and then that's the whole basis around the briefcase. Mm-hmm. So I would lend that just to be flip-flopped on that. But I, I, like I said, they're in the same universe sort of thing. It would just be kind of interesting to see Tim Roth as Mr. Orange and uh, uh, as Pumpkin. Like, <laughs> I could actually kind of see that as well. All right, one more. Okay. You guys see the Labyrinth or Labyrinth? Yeah, 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 with David Bowie and mm-hmm. his uh, cod piece. Yes. Uh, Jareth, <laughs> this fan theory is that Jareth was taken by the goblins in Labyrinth. 
Oh. So some or all the goblins uh, in the labyrinth are kobolds. So kobolds, unlike other goblins, have a habit of hanging around humans. Mm -hmm. They thrive on human attention, and even the ones who live in the mines were known to play with humans whenever they wandered into goblin territory. They're like children. They need attention. So as time went on, fewer people believed in goblins and stopped making doing the things that would invite goblins and other spirits into their homes. So even so, the goblins still needed human attention. So how do you get a human to give you attention and love when no one is giving it to you willingly anymore? You steal one. Oh, yeah. Which leads us to, you know, part two. Jareth was part of the change, uh, changeling swap. So unlike uh, Toby, who Sarah wished away, and honestly, how many of us older siblings hadn't at least thought that once? Vicky. Joe. <laughs> huh? Huh? Me? No. We're both older siblings. Uh, I think Jareth was taken by the goblins and replaced by changeling as an infant. And then uh, that would kind of stand to reason to that. And then eventually, since he's stuck around, uh, maybe instead of turning into a goblin, because I think that's what happens. Usually, like Toby was like, you have to get him back in time. Maybe he didn't turn into a goblin, mm -hmm. but then morphed into whatever he was and then became the goblin king. Yeah, that makes All right. a lot of sense. That sounds a, a little more likely than uh, anything else there. kind of reminds me of the whole fan theory that Captain Hook in Peter Pan was actually one of the Lost Boys, but he grew up, and that's why he got kicked out. I've heard that as well, and I kind of stand to reason with that, too, because that, why would there be so much animosity between them right. other than the fact that, oh, yeah, Captain Hook had to grow up, got responsibility, and Peter Pan's just, you know, a kid who uh, shirks all of that. And there's also a theory that he kills all the kids when they start to become adults. Oh, that's dark. Right? So wow. he probably escaped. And maybe Captain Hook is the good guy. Who knows? Uh, Fan yeah. theories. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, <laughs> let me know. Please send me. If you see any articles or anything cool you want me to talk about fan theory-wise, please send them to me, BJ Geek Nation, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Radio.com. Yep. Find us everywhere. Until yep. next time, stay nerdy. <laughs>